Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer live at the South Okanagan Event Center uh, in Penticton, British Columbia, on a show that is taking several different twists and turns already. Uh, Cam Moon really has sort of been the fire starter on this. He brought up his unique uh, wedding in which only two other people were at his wedding. We were talking about the is that size. including him? Uh, yes, no, <laughs> that includes him. Tyler Wright is here right now. He is the Edmonton Oilers uh, Director of Player Personnel and Amateur Scouting. And I did not know this, so you're, this is, I'm just going to throw this at you. You have a pretty unique, so you got married in Kelowna and you said it was a neutral site wedding? Yeah, I'm from small town Saskatchewan. She's from, grew up in Lethbridge, Alberta, and she wasn't going to Saskatchewan. I said, well, I ain't going to Lethbridge then. And we decided a neutral site wedding because anybody from Saskatchewan, our family, that was a big that was a big deal if you went out west to, like, Kelowna. That was like going to Hawaii, right? Yeah. You know, like, uh, that's their vacation. So we had a neutral site wedding, yeah. It, uh, but, but just the way you met was even better than that. you got to tell a story. Well, just crazy. I'm playing in Edmonton as a 19-year-old, and it was mandatory. I remember Kelly Buckberger telling me, any young guy or rookie has to bring a date to the Halloween party and I didn't have a girlfriend at the time so I'm like I well, you know, I gotta show up or don't go or I don't know so I kind of scrambled. A buddy of mine was in Lethbridge and family friends and said well you know you should friends of ours I, you know she's fun she's good looking maybe invite her so I never met her I phoned her up and I said do you want to I said do you want to come to the Halloween party and she goes no <laughs> So she did, and she didn't come, and I was like, it just kind of sat with me. Anyways, I went to the World Juniors. They sent me back to Swift Current uh, the rest of the year, and then it kind of still like this. I mean, I'm like, why did she say no? Like, could I just had you know come up? And, uh, so I kind of just pursued her a little bit more, and then 25 years later, we're still married. It, it was wild. Uh, so yeah. wait, so did you end up taking anybody to the? No, I didn't. I didn't. I paid the fine and showed up. <laughs> I paid the fine and showed up with nobody, and then I just kind of sat in the back of my head. I'm like, uh, you know, you think you're 19, you're playing in the NHL, you think you're pretty special, you know? Like, right. I'm like, God, I, you know, she turned me down, yeah. So, well, sorry, what's your wife's name? Christina. Christina. Yeah. 25 years you guys have been married. 25 years, got, yeah. And, and we got to tell a story, so we were a little bit delayed getting through Kelowna yesterday, to say the least. Yeah. But it did enable you to watch your daughter's <laughs> soccer game. Where's your daughter playing soccer? Yeah, yeah, with, uh, down in Arizona State. Um, Freshman this year, so got to see the first half. Yeah, starting right now, big big time for um, big five or nothing win over Grambling State last night. So they're three zero and two to start the year. So yeah, pretty proud of her. And I know nothing about soccer, so it's it's the greatest uh, it's the greatest dad experience because. You can't come and, you know, how did you play? Great. It was 0-0. Zero, zero. Well, how could you be great? You know what I mean? It was 0-0. Zero, zero. Like, so it's good. Just a fan, proud dad, and, uh, yeah, it's good. Tyler Wright is joining us. He is the Oilers Director of Player Personnel and Amateur Scouting. All right, so this is really your team in large part. Several of your picks, but also, uh, you know, some guys that are looking to make an impact. So let's race through it. Uh, we've got four first-round picks here. Broberg, uh, Holloway, Borgo, and Reed Schaefer, and obviously you're excited to see those four guys. Have you had a chance? What have you heard on, on specifically on Broberg and Holloway, who spent a fair amount of time with the uh, with the Oilers in those captain skates or you know pre-training camp skates? 
Yeah, real excited for him. Obviously, want to keep expectations, you know, at at an even keel for the most part. You know, they're young kids trying to, yeah, you know, not young kids, young men trying to find their way into pro hockey. Obviously, um, but you know, both had really big summers this year. Really, can just tell physically just the time and the effort that they put in the gym. Uh, we didn't bring them to development camp in July. They were with us, you know, through the whole playoff run. Um, you know. Roper got in L.A. and obviously Dylan got getting in on the last game, you know, in the conference final with Colorado, you know, where he got their feet wet. So, um, you know, real excited for them and, and hopefully they can take another big step and add to this group. And and not only those guys, but the internal growth, you know, through, you know, what Ryan McLeod did last year, what Evan Bouchard did, um, you know, what Kyler Yamamoto did and, you know, with Jesse. We, we need some of that internal growth. So they're two big pieces here that... Uh, um, you know, that they've been pro. They kind of know a little bit more what's going on confidence-wise a little bit more. Uh, Xavier Borgo, obviously, in his second camp now, um, you know, gets his feet wet last year, got a couple exhibition games, you know. Now it's about creating that culture where, you know, you you learn, and now it goes from learning to making sure that the the progression is is, you know, consistently on the ice and, um, you know, that's going to be the learning process for Reed uh, coming in. You know, everybody thinks that they're ready to play in the NHL. Everybody thinks they, they work hard until you you really see, you know, the time and the effort and the development and the process when they come to main camp and you see how hard that, you know, the, the McDavid's and the Dreisaitl's and the, the Hyman's and, and, you know, the nurses and these guys and how hard they work and, you know, so they put food on the table. They, I mean, it's their livelihood. They eat, breathe, sleep, and die hockey, and that's how long you can stretch your career out. When complacency sets in, that's when the rug gets pulled out. So yeah. just it's it's about you know the knowledge and and you know take that knowledge and go back. But now you know it's another year and and, and try to make a big step. We're joined by Tyler Wright from the Oilers organization. Bob Stoffer with you in Penticton. The Oilers let the ice at about two uh, thirty Edmonton time today. Uh, this is a unique tournament. It's a rookie tournament, but you have some guys that are men here. Noel Phillips, 24. Philip Kemp is 23. James Hamlin is 23. Like, in my opinion, as somebody who's, you know, since 2010 I've been coming to Leafs, those older players, they need to show that they are on a little bit different plane because of that maturity. Does it make it tough to sort of assess, you know, because you, you're Reed Schaefer's 18. Yeah, Noah's twenty four. You know what? It, it's and all I really go back is I, I relive kind of my career and what I did and what I, I mean. And I had a really hard time playing in these tournaments, but I always thought. I remember one year I went into Pittsburgh and I think I played forty nine or I think the cutoff was fifty games or something like that. And I was a couple underneath where you couldn't go to the rookie camps, and I was all bent out of shape personally in my head. And you know why am I going to rookie camp and blah blah blah. And I went. And it was hard to play in because, you know, there's there's a lot of enthusiasm. There's a lot of running around. Maybe structure isn't great, but uh, it actually put me in a better position, you know, 10 days later to go into main camp because you get in those. Not that the informal skates at, at Rogers aren't great, but it's, it's different when you're playing. Um, you know, you're being evaluated. You know you're being evaluated. Every day you come onto the ice, uh, whether it's practice, off the ice, um, you know, the fitness testing, uh, you know, that's all going through management's mind, and you know that, and you're sitting there, geez, maybe I, I, I should have taken the, the butter off the bread in, in June and, you know, the chicken wings or, or whatever it is. So 
it's hard to play, but the expectations are the the longer that you've been here, the more that you've been here, the the older that you are, the more success that you should have. So there is that, but you know, you try to keep it within you know even keel realms of expectations because this is really just another stepping stone for them to get ready and get into main camp if they you know are lucky to make it through a lot of these guys will make some moves after the camp a lot of guys will move on into main camp some guys will get back into junior or, or wherever they're they're going to be going for that year we're joined by Edmonton Oilers director of player personnel and amateur scouting Tyler Wright Bob Stauffer with you at the South Okanagan Event Center all right uh they're not all first-rounders, and you have to hit with later-round picks, and the best organizations do that. I'm going to ask you about a couple guys that are 2021s, which means these guys have to be signed at some point, too, probably. I would think by what? Uh, when would they have? June 1st of, by, of this year. Of so, this year the 21 draft. So. so we've got a couple in Chason and Warner, both out of the Western Hockey League. Um Jason had a you know dislocated shoulder last year. He had a tough season, surgery. Uh, Warner... You're hearing good things on him, aren't you? Because I'm getting guys texting me from other clubs. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like, the draft isn't a perfect science, as everybody knows. And, you know, you you try to draft around a, a little bit of a philosophy as far as you want to be bigger on the back end, you want to be big in that. Wh- whatever, our philosophy is different than maybe the Philadelphia Flyers, the Boston Bruins, the Calgary Flames, whoever it is. But our philosophy, it's starting to come to fruition a little bit as far as getting a little bit bigger. We needed to have some more depth and scoring on, on the wings. I think we've gotten faster. Uh, I think we've gotten more skilled, um, you know. So, you know, Max Warner, you know, he's a six foot three right-handed defenseman, very good mobility, plays with an edge. Um, you know, you got Kemp, you got Kesselring, you got Dayarnay, who's, you know, twenty-five years of age. That's just really going to start his NHL signing his first NHL contract. You know, he's on American League deal. There's no real proper path for anybody to come you know it's no philip coming in um you know going to the u of a he's a six foot three guy that plays down the middle that um you know we go into the draft you know we didn't have a didn't have a second didn't have a third didn't have a fourth we sit around for a little bit you got to get creative and you got to find players in different ways and you know i think you know signing a college goalie you know with fanti and and with with philp and um you know then you add in the the petrovs and the tulios and um the chasons and the Warners and the angarises and you know these type of guys and you you got to make sure that you give them every resource to to succeed and you got to be patient unfortunately with them without rushing them and and hopefully we you know you need entry-level contracts in this day of day of the world with with the salary cap with young players coming in that are going to play at you know 925 or a million dollars whatever it is and if they contribute in the top six or in a top four you know that's a four or five million dollar player that's playing for a million dollars and um you can spend your money elsewhere so it's really so important is Warner, is Warner the prospect that's maybe grown the most over the last calendar year uh, I think between, you know, I don't want to forget about a guy like Petrov and Tulio too. Right. You know, two guys that had outstanding years, um, you know, 
been really all over Tulio as far as conditioning and strength and um, you know he's at the top of the list uh, as far as uh, fitness testing you know when when they did it yesterday he's put the time and the effort in so they're doing all the right things um, some get it a little faster than others but we got to be patient with them um, I'm excited for the tournament I think we got a lot of good prospects uh, gives us a chance to evaluate not only our team but other teams that, that you know obviously are in our division or in the conference and and see where they're at because ultimately it's going to be these players that are the next wave of kids that are going to you know make that step to pro hockey that makes that step to make the Calgary Flames the Winnipeg Jets the Vancouver Canucks and ultimately make the Edmonton Oilers deeper to have a long playoff run and have a lot of success has there been an evolution uh, that is has synchronicity to what's occurred in the NHL I'm going to I'm going to circle back to 2013 the Oilers had about five guys that could fight at that event like five like legitimate heavyweights or light heavyweights that were there I don't know if there's anybody that's looking to do any of that this on on your team. I haven't looked specifically enough at the other teams uh, in the tournament. Maybe you know Calgary traditionally has had a, a fairly tough team over the years, but have organization is it does that even a, a fact? Do you you know what it's it's a conversation piece that we have all okay. the time. And do you need a heavyweight here for this event? Well, you mean. You go back through, and I think we had seven majors last year as a team in the NHL. The fewest in the National Hockey League. Yeah. You also had the best power play. It finished well, third, but for we, the last three years, you've had the best you know, power play in the league. We talk about it, and we're like, well, our toughness is our power play. Realistically, our right. toughness. Now, there's a fine line, because if you have somebody that's taking liberty, we've got you know, two of the best players in the game. Um what can you do? You know, I think that's why a guy like Evander Kane is so important to us because he's got the reputation of... Spot Ryan Reeves. To, to be able to handle that and yeah. still score at the same time. You know what I mean? He's a little bit of a throwback for that. And I think you saw it in the, in the Calgary series last year. You know, it was game one. You know, there were some antics that were get going and he kind of settled things down a little bit. And... Um, so I, I think there is a fine line. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you want to protect your your most prized assets, uh, but at the end of the day, you still want to try to win. You got to win games. So if there people are going to try to take liberties and we get on the power play and you're running at thirty percent, we're talking at the NHL level. I'm saying here at yeah. this level, was there any thought to having any? There has insul- been, yeah, there, there's, yeah, there's there has been, but you know, I think we're also look at. You know, kind of team toughness as far as yeah. just doing the right thing and sticking up for teammates doesn't necessarily meaning fighting. Um, I don't know. You know, we were in Traverse City for 8, 10, 12 years in a combination from me being in Columbus and in in Detroit. And, you know, I know one year we went in there with Columbus with Jared Bowl and Tom Sestito <laughs> and Derek Dorsett. And, you had a tough team. Yeah, we lose 6-1 to well, Detroit that- because they're... You know, we're in the penalty box. and Well, 2013, they, that's what happened to Edmonton. They went 0-3 in the tournament with Nurse and Clefbaum on defense. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think it's it's a fine line. And where do I sit on it? I think I teeter on both sides of it because I'm a little bit old school when it comes to making sure you protect your assets. But on the other side, you know, I'd rather have try to have a little bit more of a team toughness than just a rather a signal. Two quick ones for Tyler Wright, the Oilers uh, Director of Player Personnel and Amateur Scouting. Um, first one, greatest area of organizational depth 
from your perspective? Defense? Um, I think it's a combination with, with defense and wing. Okay. I, I do. I, I think that we've got a lot of high-end, skilled, smart hockey players that play the wing. I think we've got some really good depth on defense as far as size, competitiveness, uh, a mixture of both uh, with skill. Um, you know, I think maybe a little bit of lack of depth might be down the middle a little bit. Now, when you got Connor McDavid, you got Leon Dreisaitl, you got Ryan Nugent Hopkins, you got Ryan McLeod, you got Derek Ryan that can play center. You got you got guys. I think that you know through the American Hockey League that we still need to get some more center depth. Um, you know, that's we, why there could be an opportunity for Noah Philp as a absolutely as a right and, and playing and playing at center, especially. And we you know we talked about being a right-handed shot, and it's it's about letting these young guys know the, the importance of the intangibles. You know, everybody thinks that, you know, if I don't get on the score sheet offensively, I'm not helping contribute, which is furthest from the truth. Um, you know, it's about taking a defensive zone draw on the right-hand side or the left-hand side that might free up a guy like Leon Dreisaitl to stay on the bench to, uh, you know, not take that face off and burn those extra minutes because if he does lose the draw and then he gets cut out in the PK for an extra minute, once you kill that off, you'd like to get your big horses back on the ice. Yeah. It might, you know, it's it's a little thing where, you know, you win that draw, you block some shots, you, you go out there and you play kind of not flawless hockey but you don't get scored on you 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 create a cycle where you're wearing down the other team's team and you know in the offensive zone and if if even if it's just a cycling the puck and creating confusion when there's a whistle it gives the opportunity to get your skilled players on and start in the offensive zone i think that's where we're at which is a good thing in our organization uh where we're really starting to find you know comb these certain areas where um, you know, we we got to get bigger on blocking shots. We got to get you know better in the face-off circle, and I think all that correlates with possession with the puck to give it to our best players and let them do what they do, and that's being creative and and letting them uh, you know score offensively. But we got to keep the puck out of the net. Final one for you: Should we be expecting an announcement sometime over the next three or four days, uh, adding to scouting staffs at all? Um. Could be. Um, we've added Milan Tishi this year. Um, okay. He's going to run our amateur staff and do a little bit of pro in, in Europe. Uh, he's been with Columbus for about 15, 20, well, no, 20 years. I think from day one that they came in the league, which was uh, 2000, so 22, 23 years. Um, you know, so a lot of experience going to kind of oversee the, uh, the amateur yeah, in, in, in Europe. Coming here actually today to kind of get familiar with a lot of the the staff um you know we've we've added um you know warren reichel on on the uh, pro side we're gonna add another guy in in quebec here in the next little bit so we're gonna we're gonna add but uh really happy with with the the amateur side uh given a little bit more responsibility to to people as far as you know areas and crossing over and you know we've kept a pretty small staff but um you know we got a game plan every year on what we're going to go in through and and look and what our deficiencies are as an organization and and what our philosophy is and and they've responded and uh you know i think our body of work is going to show here this weekend we're excited i think we've we got a good team and um 
it's about winning. It's about winning and getting better and, and you know, drafting good people that, that care and that are passionate about the game and that are going to put the time and the effort in to make this thing, you know, go in for decades. Can't believe your future wife said no to you coming to the Halloween party. <laughs> I know. Oh, I still can't believe it, to be honest with you. And, and I don't know. I you you, you talked your way to a lot one I, 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 I did, and... You know who wears the pants, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, Tyler, thanks for coming by. All right, anytime. You bet. Uh, it is 153 in Edmonton. we got a ton of uh, selling to do right here on Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. As we wrap up the show, uh, we will tell you the best pizza in the city, still making a great Royal Pizza Pizza Pass and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu to listen of uh, the 15 in Edmonton, uh, Edmonton and area locations, four in Calgary, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza from the App Store. Stoffer recommendation, Mediterranean chicken. Brendan Escott's a big fan of the Texan. And Brendan Escott has this day in order's history for New West Travel again. We're going to New York City in the fall for 3500 bucks, And uh, this day in order's history involves a longtime Minnesota Wild broadcaster. Here's Brendan. Back in 1968, Mike Greenlay, former Oilers draft pick, awesome born stuff. down the QE2 in Calgary, selected 189th overall in uh, 1986. Played just two NHL games with the team in the 89-90 season. Of course, Greenlay stuck behind two uh, rather prolific Oilers netminders. Yes. All right. Uh, Reed Wilkins has inside sports tonight from 6 to 8. Brendan Escott, what's he got shaking? Uh, fluid show, but lots of reaction on the Young Stars tournament. There we go. Tomorrow, guests will include Bakersfield Condors head coach Colin Chalk, as well as Mark Spector, Sportsnet spec for the horses and horse racing Alberta. Special thanks to uh, Cam Moon for not just being a great co-host today, but actually getting us on the air because I don't know how to do any of that stuff. And Brendan Escott back at the 630 Chad Studios. We'll be live tomorrow from the South Okanagan Event Center at noon Edmonton time. Up next, the Global News Weather Traffic Update with Evan Cook, followed by Rob Brinkner from 2 to 3, then the 6.30 Chet Afternoons with guest host Ted Hanley. So long, everybody, for now, from Penticton, British Columbia.